I'd like to share with us about overcoming the accuser, right? Overcoming the accuser. Now, when we talk about the accuser, when, you know, the whole language in the scriptures that talks about accuser is, uh, is something somehow uh, cast in the context of a legal battle in the courtroom, now, if it's in the courtroom, why do you accuse somebody? Somebody will say that, you know, sometimes we say, I will sue the person, sue the person. Why do you sue the person? Huh? Number one, that is a wrong done, isn't it? Right? There's a wrong, uh, there is something that has gone wrong. So we sue the person. Now, when, when we accuse somebody in the context of, uh, of, uh, of uh, courtroom, so what do you expect out of it? Why do, why do you accuse? Why do you sue? Huh? Obviously, you have never sued anybody before. <laughs> so why do we sue? Because number one, there was a miscarriage of justice. There's, there's something that has gone wrong. Number two, it says that somebody who accuses sue, you want some compensation and payment, isn't it? You want the person to pay. Isn't it so? Right? In the, in the criminal court, you know, we, somebody stole a whole, whole, whole lot of money, we, we, we chase after the person and conviction is obtained so we can get back what is being stolen, isn't it? Right? A person who has committed murder uh, is being accused in the court of law and uh, what is this that, that is required? The payment in terms of justice. A justice. We want the person to pay. Isn't it? Right? In most of the, it's most of the legal battle in, in, uh, in any country for the matter, not only in Malaysia. Uh, it is always about uh, you know, interpersonal relationships and uh, companies' relationship, business transaction, commercial transaction, and, and so on and so forth. And so all this is because we want payment. So when the accuser is successful, he gets the accused to pay, isn't it? Right? We got that, we got that in, in, the, in the background, yeah? So, the accuser that the scripture talks about, of course, is the devil himself. The enemy of our soul. Now, the devil is accusing us all the time. This is what the scripture says. Now, the accusation of the enemy of our soul is not baseless, but it is powerless because Jesus has dealt with the basis of those accusations. Now, what do I mean? Let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says that, you know, John's, uh, the apostle saw the vision in heaven and he said, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God, how long? Day and night. Oh yeah, no need to sleep, huh? Day and night has been cast down. The intensity of the accusation of the enemy against our soul is day and night. How does he accuse? Let me suggest to us, how does he accuse? He accuses us by, by reminding us how wrong we have been, how bad you have done. And, that, and sometimes what he say is correct. We have, we have messed up our life in the past in certain areas. 
For some, our entire life was a mess because of sins, because of, you know, because of offense against God, because of sins uh, in, uh, of our forebears, iniquities of our forebears. It's a mess. And so, they, you, know, you must understand that the devil has been around for a long time, right? So he is a very skilled accuser. He can come and remind us that you remember in 1995. Wow, what happened in 1995? I don't know. I just mentioned it in the year. I'm not prophetic here, okay? You remember what happened in 1995, in the month of September. Oh, the accusation came. But is that, is that, a, is that a valid? Is that a true event? Yeah. It, for example, it was a true event. I messed up. I sinned. I turned my back on God. I betrayed somebody. I cheated. I lied. I stole. Whatever it is. Then the enemy said, there you stay, you go. So he brings his accusation, presenting his evidence before the court of heaven. And the accuser of our brethren, how long does he accuse? He is merciless. He doesn't, he doesn't rest. You know, we, you know, in any country, there is a time in the day that you cannot, you cannot continue with any uh, trials, accusation, whatever it is. But for the devil, he is merciless. He will accuse, he will come to us in our mind, reminding us, stirring up the guilt and the shame and rub it in and say, you are unworthy. You are shameful. You should be ashamed of yourself. You call yourself a Christian? This is what you have done? Are you even worthy to be called a Christian? Wow. Have you heard those voices before? My dear friends, those are not just imagination. The devil, the scripture says, he is like a roaming, he is like a rolling lion. A lion that roars means makes sound, right? You don't, you don't see a rolling lion like that. Can you hear the roar? No, you could. Rolling lion makes sounds. He makes sounds and intimidate us, make us feel like, you know, like the scum of the earth. When people feel like that, they can do all kinds of things. They're reminded of the guilt of this failure. They can do all kinds of things. They drown themselves, they numb themselves, they run away, they react, they get frustrated. And all kinds of things. The accusation of the enemy is real. It is not without basis. But praise be to God. Praise be to God. Revelation 12, 10. That for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. He can be defeated. He can be silenced. So we look at the accusation of the enemy in our lives. You know what the enemy has been accusing you? In so doing, the enemy is demanding something from our life. Jesus described the enemy uh, of our soul, the devil himself, as the one who kills, steals, and destroys. He comes and destroys anything that God wants to build up in our lives. He comes to destroy life and anything that is good. Marriages, family, relationships. He wants to destroy all this. 
He wants to kill our dreams, kill our destiny. He wants to make us feel that we are useless, we are unworthy. That is all that He is trying to get out from us as payment. He wants us to pay. He wants, us, he wants to obtain the right, uh, the, the, um, the excuse to steal from us. To steal whatever that, is, that the Lord has, in, uh, in, that has created and put in us. Our, in our identity, the certainty of our sexuality. He wants to come and steal all those. Your inheritance. You know, I've recently I've talked to Somebody who said that, and I was telling, uh, telling her, like, you know, what you can do with silver, you know, pure silver coin, right? So she said, wow, my family used to, my, my mom used to have so much of this. Now, no more. I said, what happened? He said, poverty. Poverty came to us, relentless and merciful. My, my generation has been accumulating, the, 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 God has been blessing them with so much. But he came down to her mother's generation, just lost everything in one generation. I say, wow, that's wicked, man. That's wicked. The enemy of our soul must have some basis in order to accuse this family. And say that now you stand guilty, convicted, and the verdict is this. Pay. Pay you must. But we have hope. Because, as I say, the enemy of our soul has been cast down from heaven. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Let's read together. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Now, who is he who, is he who condemns? Only the devil is. Why? Because it is Christ who died. He paid. When we are being accused, you know, sometimes we picture that Jesus is, 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 is whom we pass uh, uh, in. He stands in, before God, uh, in the, the judge of the entire whole universe, and defending us, those who trust in Him, and say that, no, against the devil, of course, the accuser of our soul, and say that, now this, this person, I'm going to defend him. But you know, the devil has a very strong case. Let me say this to you. The devil has a very strong case. He's going to win hands down. You know, you know what's the wisdom of God? What is the love of God? Jesus say, yeah, you demand all these things. You want him to pay. But I tell you, I pay and I have paid on the cross. I have paid with my life in my guiltless and innocent life. Do not tell me that payment is not sufficient. Wow, that's the grace of God. Today we're going to come and celebrate the Holy Communion. What does that remind us of? Jesus has paid for all that we've been accused of. My dear friends, what is the enemy accusing you that makes you sometimes feel that you're not worthy. You stay away from God. You stay away from anything. You know? I, I met people who say that, oh, Kenneth, you pray for me uh, because I'm a sinner. I said, yeah, we all are sinners. But it doesn't mean that you cannot draw near to the Lord and pray. You cannot draw near to God and pray. You cannot. 
But in Christ, you can. Through Christ, you can. Because in Christ, you are sons of the Most High God. That's the mystery of the grace of God. A truth, you know, is like too good to be true. But the fact of the matter, it is true. It is true. The accuser cannot accuse us anymore because Jesus has rendered the basis of all the accusation baseless. It is powerless against us, my dear friends. That is the reality. It is He who makes intercession for us. What does it mean to make intercession for us? To defend us, who stand between us and the, and the, and the accuser and say, look, Somebody just walk in. Look, okay. <laughs> welcome, 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 Charin. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now I just like to pull. Just I just love to pull, uh, pull, pull her legs, right? <laughs> so good to see you, right? So good to see you, right? So good to see all, all of you, right? So, um, so the enemy would would accuse us. And Jesus stand before the enemy defending us. He would not, it is more than just an advocate. He's more than just a, a defense a, a attorney, defense lawyer, but he himself pay. He make intercession. He goes between us and God. He stand before us in defense of us against of the accuser. The accusation of enemy is, is dismantled. His whole argument is dismantled. Whatever argument he has, he has against you, against me, it cannot stand anymore because what is being demanded as payment, as compensation, as penalty, done, paid. Right? So that is uh, the, the, the number two reality that we want to look at. Number one is this, that the accusation of the enemy of our soul is not baseless. Number two, that, but it is powerless because of what Jesus has done. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And this is the continuation, of course, is from verse 10. After that, we have read that the accuser has been cast down from heaven. And let's read together. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of the testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. The threefold key to entering, to acquiring the victory over the accuser, to dismantle the argument of the, of the accuser, to say to the devil that you cannot steal from me anymore. Stop it. You cannot rob me anymore. You cannot kill my destiny you, can, you cannot cause confusion to come upon me. You cannot, you cannot make me ashamed of myself. No more. Enough. Stop it. The basis is this, that the threefold key to entering the kind of confidence, victorious position in life against the accuser. Number one, we have read that they, have, they, 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 they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. You know, this is, a, this is a part of the, of the scriptures that is recorded when John saw in the heavenly vision, saw the end, saw the end, what happened to all of us, huh? all of us who are, who, who, are, who, who are believers in Jesus, who are the disciples of Jesus, from you know, generations of all of us who believe. What is our outcome? Our outcome is this, number one, that they have all, they overcame. The word is a certainty. They overcame. It didn't say that some of us overcome. 
He didn't say that it depends on the circumstance. Some of them, they fought better. They, they, they overcome. They overcame. The simple statement of the scriptures is this, that they overcame in the past tense, in certainty. In certainty. The overcoming of the accuser is a certainty. Why? Because Jesus has overcome. Jesus first overcame the enemy on the cross. He silenced the enemy on the cross. Somebody wrote an article that said there was a long silence in heaven. In fact, Revelation talked about there was a long silence in heaven. Why was there silence in heaven? Have we asked the questions? Did we not hear that the accuser accused the brethren day and night? Where is the voice of the accuser? Silent. There was silence in heaven. In Revelation, the scripture tells us that there was a long silence in heaven. Heaven was not supposed to be silent because the accuser were accusing. The rolling lion was rolling. But there was silence because he cannot accuse anymore. My dear friends, that is what Jesus has done for us. He has overcome. His overcoming is not that, you know, our overcoming is not, is not uncertain. We are certain. What we need to do is that we need to enter into that overcoming. This morning you come into this, this, this uh, sanctuary. Before you came in, it was hot outside, right? I was feeling very hot. I, I always come, I do not put on my jacket because it's so hot outside. So when I enter into the sanctuary, I've entered into the cooling of the sanctuary. Somebody cool this place for us. Somebody switch on the aircon. All the work has been done to enable the cooling to take place. I just enter into it. You know what I'm saying? All the overcoming, the victory over the accuser has been done by Jesus on the cross. Today, we celebrate that. And all we need to do is to enter in. You know, there's a problem of entering in. Some of us live very far away, so we need to travel. I normally walk, walk to church, but this morning it was just too hot, so I drove. <laughs> because when I walk, I will say that oh, I, I just got to walk faster so I can enter into the sanctuary, the cooling of the sanctuary. Right? So our journey, our struggle is not to overcome. Our struggle is enter into the overcoming. Is it different, right? So because I know that I will have cool aircon, <laughs> I will have a cool room to enter into. When I was walking, the sun sweating, aircon, 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 aircon. It's not a wishful thinking. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to manufacture the air conditioner. I don't need to switch on the aircon even. I don't need to invent electricity to run the air conditioner. I knew that it, was, it is done. It is waiting for me. But the journey of walking, it is a bit of a struggle. So this morning, I decided to reduce my struggling. <laughs> but still, I need to Go into that. Tell your neighbor, I am an overcomer. Tell your other neighbor and say, you are an overcomer. Because Jesus has overcome. 
Entering into the overcoming, three things we look at. Number one, the blood of the Lamb cancels the power of demonic covenants and demonic altars. Demonic covenants, demonic altars are demonic uh, uh, worships that has been done not by us. A lot of us here, we have not directly, if not all of us, we are not directly involved uh, in any way. Perhaps our family in the past, our ancestors have done so. And so the, there remained a basis for accusation. The enemy will come and say that, look, your life uh, were covenanted to me by your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather somewhere. And I remember that. Two generations ago, three generations ago, your life has been covenanted to me. An accuser is going to come. And then come with a demand for payment. He's going to bring before the court of heaven and say to our God, what say you? What say you? The scripture tells us that in, in not too many instances that the, the, the devil can come before God and demand for a life. He is demanding for all our lives. He's digging out the, you know, the, the, the family history. He's digging out all the, all the history of our life. He keeps a record. He's been around for a long time. As I say, he, he, he will keep all this and he bring before God. My dear friends, recently somebody asked me, he said, oh, I've been praying, 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 praying for God to help me. How come God didn't help me? I said, no, God is all-powerful. The enemy has something to hold against you. His accusation must cease. You must ask him to shut up. Hands off. Otherwise, he will come and continue to do so. How do we ask the devil to, to hands off our lives, our family, our finances, our health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, just by telling him to, 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 to go pack your bags? No, we come to Jesus. He is our intercessors because in his overcoming, we overcome, not with our own strength. Never fight your battle with your own strength on your own righteousness. Not you, not me. We fight the battle. We remind the devil that I have the righteousness of Christ in me. That is the time that you're going to hear a long silence in heaven against you. So the enemy of God will come. Some will have this kind of, kind of a, a incomplete picture of God as the almighty God. God can do all things anytime, anywhere, any way he wants it until the accuser brings a strong basis of accusation, then the hands of God, I dare say, is restrained. So sometimes we find that God is not working in our life. Where is God? Where is God? Where is God? God is always there, I tell you that. He is always there. He is right here. He is right here. He is so close to us. His presence is right here. He's listening to what is going on in your thoughts, in my thoughts. He's listening to all these things. But when the devil has brought this accusation against us, you see, our God has to be good all the time, right? If, I mean, we talk about this, that God is good, He is good all the time. God is good all the time. God is good. If He's just, He has to be just all the time, right? How come He can excuse us if we're done wrong? So this one I like. This face I like, even though they wear face masks, I can see them, their face. I like this one. The enemy accused that you don't touch this one. This one, the face no, don't look very nice. The enemy accused, let it go. 
No, he cannot choose. He is, he, in God, there is no partiality, right? He cannot pick and choose anything he wants. He cannot distort justice. If we want to believe in the, if we want to lean on the God who is a just God, we cannot expect him to distort justice even in favor of us. Hey, Jesus, you know, I, I, I know I've done bad. A lot of family has done bad. Can I, can I, can I, can maybe, can we negotiate? I give you something, you, 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 you go and save me. The God, the judge of the universe cannot be bright. If he's just. If he is just, he, we don't expect him to turn the blind eyes on every valid covenant, no matter how demonic it is, all our lives. But what that what does that leave us? That leaves us that whatever, whatever covenant demands upon our lives by the devil, it first needs to be dealt with. It is the blood of the Lamb. It is the blood of the Lamb that establishes a more superior covenant that we have with Christ Jesus. It is the, the covenant that we have in Christ Jesus that can dismantle, that can silence every demand that can, that can overcome, that, is, that can supersede every demonic covenant. That covenant first needs to be dismantled. It is the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb of God, the blood of Jesus. That's why we come together here to celebrate. Lord Jesus, I'm so glad that you, 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 did, not, you did not stop you know, yourself from going to the cross. You went all the way. And because of that, I can have a superior covenant that destroys that. Once that covenant, the demonic covenant that demands our life has been destroyed, now we can demand the enemy, you get off my territory. You get off my territory. In a very short time, I am trying to give us a little bit more comprehensive understanding of our God and how God operates. A lot of times in our Christian culture, we talk about God, we forgot about the reality of the devil. We don't want to give too much credit to the devil, but neither can we sweep him under the carpet without mentioning the blood of the Lamb. We know that the, you know, when, whenever there's a, a demonic countenance, demon, or they always demand something. I remember some years ago when during the construction of Cocoa Prayer Summit, um, there was a time there was a lot of work that was being delayed. Huh? And uh, so one day, uh, the late Bishop Albert Woon uh, drove up. He said, I don't know why I just need to go up on that particular day. There was no particular reason for me to be there. So he drove up together with, uh, with, uh, with the staff and they drove up there. He arrived and he saw, oh, he's, so, he's so cute. He said, these workers uh, who work at the Cocoa Press Summit have raised so many white chickens. We really white chicken run run around running about. Wow, very very cute. Wow, they really make use of the place uh, to raise chickens. You know, chicken price is going to go up, right? So how how much you don't know? <laughs> so, okay, back to the cocoa press summit. <laughs> so running about. So and then he was uh, just chatting with the workers, and they realized that those chickens were deliberately kept there for sacrifice. <sighs> so Bishop Albert said, why, why do you do that? He said, 
what happened was this one of the workers' wife was possessed by the demonics. They were, they were not Christians, they, they, didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't know what to do, and it was consumed. And immediately fear came upon the entire, entire uh, you know, work site and uh, the, the, those, those workers. And, and from, the, uh, from the understanding, they know that that, that that demonic spirit is demanding something. It demands blood. So not only blood, white chicken blood, <laughs> blood of white chickens. So they, they brought all this chicken, all this, so Bishop Albert will say that, oh, no, 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 no. You know, we, we acknowledge the, the, pro, the, uh, the problem. We know that it's more than just a, you know, a mental issue, it's a spiritual issue, there was a demonic spirit, but there's a Christian way of doing it. So what did they do? Of course, we pray and invoke on the power of the blood of the Lamb. So they, so they spare the chickens. <laughs> so when that is being prayed, that project went on. So today we have Coco Prayer Summit. The workers was going to abandon the, the site and then, then, you know, it's not good, you know, this, this place. It is real, and, but the blood of the lamb, the blood of the lamb is powerful. Number two, it says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, declaring the goodness of God in our lives, silent the enemy. Silent the enemy. What does it mean to declare the goodness of, of the Lord, silent the enemy? When, the, when we receive a benefit from God, we know that it, is, it cannot be just purely man's hand. Yeah, I work very hard, but my friends also work very hard. Other people also work very hard, but I am favored in the, in the situation, in the under the circumstances, I receive benefits. I receive a blessing. Praise the Lord. When we begin to speak it out, when we begin to speak it out, we silence the accusation of the enemy. The enemy's hand needs to stop. Because we, when we speak out the goodness of God, we give thanks to, to God. We lift up thanksgiving to the Lord. We acknowledge that what we receive comes from God. God is actively in operation, in, in, in favor of in my life, the enemy is silence. He cannot come and cause doubt, cause you know, uh, confusion into our lives. He cannot say true or not. Oh, maybe just coincidence. Eh, <laughs> so you 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 step into that. No lah, just your luck only lah. So sometimes we, we, we don't say that. Well, we, we, yo, maybe you're just my luck only. Oh. Better don't say it. La. Better don't say it. La. Then the enemy gain an upper hand. God's name is not praised. His work is not being, uh, uh, being given due credit in the sense. We do, not, we do not glorify him. The enemy can come and sow doubts because we didn't say it. Once we say it, it is powerful enough. Some of us in their church that, uh, you know, you, you, you know, maybe have not shared this story for quite some time, but some of us may still remember that, uh, and Fring and I, we have a difficulty in conceiving. Went through a whole process. We, 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 we seek the Lord, and the Lord did something in our lives. Did a whole lot of things in our lives, actually. And, we were, and uh, finally, we was, we were so excited. We were at the gynecologist's uh, 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 office, 
and did a scan. Wow, so pregnancy. Wow, he was so excited. I think he was as excited as uh, both of us. Oh, really, because it was such a long time. Finally, you got it, you know. And uh, it was sometimes in May, um, two year, uh, year 2000. And, and, and remember that it was May, uh, May, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day. We have sometimes we have a Parents' Day celebration. So uh, that particular week, we were celebrating uh, Parents' Day uh, dinner on Sunday. So this gynecologist, not being a Christian, and said, look, 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 you know, it is so difficult for you guys to get pregnant, but don't tell your family member first. Fear of disappointment. Hey, we went out, we came out from the office and said, hey, so he, 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 like, he like put it like, you know, it was probably about between two, two, to, two to three weeks, the, the fetus. And uh, so Fing and I, we talk about it, we pray over there. I said, it's not right. right. It is a goodness of the Lord. It is a little fetus, still life, still life, a gift from God. Now, his understanding is from a, from a pure medical science uh, perspective. Uh, that it is, anything can happen, you say. No, we rule that out. We don't give room to anything else but the birth of this child. So we were talking even at the dinner. Was, we, we wanted to make the announcement to both of our parents. Of course, both our parents, both of our parents were still alive, I mean, all of them. And uh, so, so we, were, we, were, we were talking. I said, tell, tell, tell. Okay, we tell. Of course, we, we tell. We speak of the goodness of, of the Lord. It was a simple utterance, and that confirmed it, and nothing happened to that child. So Zachariah was born. So, to silence is silent the enemy. I'm not saying that when, when you, 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 you need to wait for the next uh, Christmas celebration to give a testimony. No. Go out to the coffee shop. Go to, go to you, know, you have received the goodness of the Lord. You say that God is so good. He gave me these things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is Him who has given me this favor. It is Him who gave me this job. It is Him who gave me this opportunity. Look, it was so difficult to get a job and that now this came to me. Right? Or, or, or I was going through a very difficult time, you know, I, you know, one thing after another. But praise God, you know, at the last minute, this thing come out, save the day, save the day. Give Honor, I give due credit to the Lord Himself. And it's silent the enemy. And means, ayo, out of his mouth already. It is spoken already. People's faith are being strengthened. People's confidence are being built up towards God, towards Jesus. And this person, you know, I always say that when, when you read the Bible, whenever you can, time and place, circumstance permits, read out loud so you can listen to your own voice. Right? The scripture says faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. It didn't say that faith comes from reading. The reading of, of course, reading is important. Right? Why is that hearing? Right? Uh, I'm a science, I'm a, I'm a person with science because I like to look at all, all these things. Right? As I shared verse before, that when you speak, something vibrates inside us. Our vocal Called, right? So when I speak, you hear my voice. When I speak, my ears hear my own voice, my vocal, the vibration of my vocal cords send a message to my brain. 
I'm hearing it twice. You only hear once. It affirms what I say. When I say this, God is good all the time, you and I hear each other say this. It, the, the message comes through here, to the vibration of our eardrum, but to the vibration of my own vocal cord. It sends a, another parallel message, exactly the same message, reinforcing it to my brain. And now, I say it the more I say it. Have you ever, have you ever found out that whatever you declare, you speak, the more you speak, the more you say it, the more you feel like that? Huh? Yeah. My life is so sad. Well, you often say, oh, you really want to cry. Huh? You think about it, huh? you, you already feel sad. You say it to your friends. Have you ever thought, have you ever thought about why is it that people that talk to each other, that share, oh, yo, my life is so sad. When the more they talk, they, they then we sadder they become. They cry because they're hearing the sadness, the sad story of their life twice. <laughs> so don't, don't, don't repeat your sad story uh, to other people. So people ask you to, to repeat. No, I've already told Pastor Margaret. You ask her, like, ask her to tell you. <laughs> I really, I don't want to, I want to repeat that. Ask her to tell you, right? <laughs> but some people like to just go on and on like a broken record. Huh? Oh, you know, does, I'm local. Yesterday, I, talk, I said I speak to a generation who, who probably doesn't know what is IBM and CD-ROM. This, this morning, I'm definitely sure that I speak to a generation uh, among us here. There's a generation that doesn't know what is a, a broken record, right? <laughs> Long time ago, not in the faraway galaxy, but we have uh, this, this, uh, this music. We play music in the little black, you know, the black disc like this. Uh, you use a needle, you put it on top. Zzz, the, the, it is only one single thread, actually. It's very ingenious, right? The whole record is like a big black plate like that. Huh? Uh, it looks as a, it has have grooves, grooves uh, uh, on it, but it's just one single groove. It's recorded, it has recorded, you know, the, uh, the audio, audio uh, information inside. So, so there's a needle, uh, run uh, uh, electronically and you put on top of it and it will just run like that, right? So you can play the music. It's very, very, very nice, okay? Uh, you find one of these, uh, please, uh, please let me know, right? So, <laughs> it was a lost mind. I don't know what, what I throw, throw away. So anyway, so the broken record means that some, some, some the groove gun, it will jalan gun, macam, macam, macam rosak sikit ba. So like a bit blocked. So it, it, it kind of a skip, right? It kind of a skip. It kind of a skip. Uh, that's what it sounds like, right? It kind of skip. It kind of skip. Keep repeating, repeating, repeating. The broken record is like we keep repeating the sad story. And the person can go really depressed, I tell you. This is not about psychology. This is about how God has built us how to respond to voice. The word of their testimony. The word of the testimony needs to be spoken. In, 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 in the biblical time, in the time of Jesus, the, a, a witness, nowadays you go to court, you have a witness statement, right? The witness write statements, uh, da, 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 they, they've written all these things. But in all, in all court proceedings, in the court of heaven, it is sound, it is voice. The testimony of our words, the testimony that comes out as sound, has effect on our spiritual life, on our entire person. But when we say that God is good all the time, we are not, we are not denying the reality. 
We are not running, we are not, ex- we are not, you know, we are not escaping from reality. We are declaring a reality of God. We choose to declare that and not ignoring the circumstance in our life. We can't change that. Things have happened. Things are moving not in our favor. I don't want to keep saying that. I acknowledge that, but I say, I declare the goodness of God. And that opens the door for, for God to silence the enemy's accusation. Right? So if it's good things, tell many times. Right? If it's good things, be a bit long-winded. Tell many times. If it is the enemy accusation, just tell once, the Pastor Margaret is enough, right? <laughs> Don't call her. Remember, I want to continue my sad story. No need, no need. <laughs> Declaring the goodness of God in our life. Silent. And number three, love not our temporal and soul life over our spirit life. Because the scripture says this is how they overcame. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. He said, Pastor, this is so difficult. It means we all need to die. Ah. No, no need to die. No need to die. Let me look at John chapter 12, verse 25. Let's look at John chapter 12, verse 25. We're going to end soon. John chapter 12, verse 25. Let's read together. He who loves his life will lose it, and he will hate his life in this world and keep it for eternal life. My dear friend, Jesus here is not saying that, you know, live, you know, uh, sloppily. Uh, don't take care of your clothing and all that. After all, this life is temporal. Uh. Uh, Jesus said, don't love your life so much. If you love your life so much, you lose it. Right? If you don't get education, it's okay. You, 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 are, you, are, you are in, in destitute, it's okay. No, it's not what he's saying. Look, because, because of the words, in the, in the, in the Greek words, huh, there, is, there, is a different, there are different words for life. Let me read to you, that the, 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 let, me, let me explain that our temporal life, our soul life, right? Our temporal life, our soul life, in the Greek word is psyche, right? But there is another word, that describe life as Zoe. Now that's why some, some of us, you know, you know some Zoe around, right? Uh, so Zoe means life. What kind of lives? The spirit life. The life that defines our identity. The life that God gives, the bread of life that God breathed into each person. The very identity, the very spiritual DNA of who we are. One who is beautifully and fearfully made. Now, that is the Zoe life. Let me just read this again and substituting it with the, uh, with the, with the Greek word. He who loves his psyche will lose it, and he who hates his psyche in this world will keep it for eternal Zoe. Right? So, Jesus has prepared us a Zoe life. He said that when you need to choose, take care of your Zoe life. Take care of your... Of your, of your spirit life. Take care of your relationship with Jesus. Make it as your priority. Love, our, the love for our temporal and soul life, if it supersedes our relationship with God, we will, not be over, we will not be able to overcome, but we will be overcome by the devil. What is important to us in our life? For some of us, for men, our possession is, for some ladies, 
perhaps our outward appearances, right? And sometimes we, we say these words, uh, you not, I will not be caught dead in this. Have we used that expression before? I will not be caught dead in this. Wow, ask me to drive an old junk like that. I will not be caught dead in, in, in this. It is so important to me I should drive a presentable car. So what does that, what does that make, make us? How, how does this propel us in our life? We will pursue it, no? Because we will not be caught dead in it. No? We will pursue it to the extent that it becomes the most important things that we, we chase after in life. And Jesus said, if you love your life so much like this, you will lose it in the end. Because why? Because you are not able to overcome the enemy, the accuser of your soul, the killer, the, I mean, the, the murderer, the, 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 uh, the, uh, uh, the robber and the thieves. You, you, you will not be able to overcome it. That is a spiritual reality. And he who hates his life in this world, that means that uh, Jesus always used this kind of terminology, it's not really that you, you look at, we look at our life with, with disgust, no. In comparison, in comparison, the love for what is temporal, what is, what is uh, enjoyment in this life, yeah, please enjoy your life. Love enjoyment. But when it compares to the love of Jesus, the love for our temporal life, our, our temporal enjoyment, uh, in comparison, is like hate. So Jesus is talking about in comparison. In comparison, that you must love Jesus. You must love God. You must love that relationship with God. You must treasure that relationship with God so much until all other relationships looks like an filthy rag. That's what it means, right? He hates his psyche in this world. We'll keep it for eternal Zoe. The principle is this, that when we do that, when we do that, Revelation 12, verse 11 tells us that we will overcome. We will enter into the overcoming of Jesus. The overcoming of Jesus is not just, we just name it, claim it, but there are decisions that we need to make. There are choices that we need to make. Do you love your car more than Jesus? Do you love your beauty more than your Jesus? Do you love your hair more than... My, my hair is like losing quite a lot. Then I, 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 <laughs> more, than, more than Jesus. Do you love your face? I'm not talking about the beauty. Some people are so afraid of losing face. They will deny Jesus to his face just to save his own face. Do you love the, this temporal life? Do I love this temporal life? Do I love the praise of man? Do I love titles more than I love Jesus? Because all this brings me satisfaction. Do I love money? Do I love mammon more than I love Jesus? Hey, all these are good. Don't, don't shun it. Don't reject it. But don't love it beyond your love for Jesus because that is not how we overcome. If we live in that kind of mode of life, we will find our life are constantly under the accusation and attack of the enemy. We ask God, would you come and save me? We pray in the name of Jesus. We speak in tongues. We push it. Perhaps the Lord is saying that to us, that, do you love this temporal life more than me? Jesus asked 
Simon Peter this question in John 21, verse 15. Let's read together. So when they have eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Have you ever wondered what are these? Today in the Sunday uh, bulletin front page, I've written something about these. You can go and book, you can go have a look at have, have a look at it as a as uh, hopefully as some food for thoughts to reflect upon our own lives. What are these? Look at the first line. When they have eaten breakfast. Breakfast. It was not just breakfast, something that feed the tummy, something that satisfies, satisfy the desire of our body, the desire of the flesh. And Jesus said, Do you love me more than this? Is your stomach bigger than your God? For Malaysian, sometimes our stomach is, you know. Do you pursue what satisfies the flesh, our own fleshly desire, no matter how legitimate they are, more than we pursue God? If we are, then it will be difficult for us to enter into God's, Jesus' overcoming. That doesn't stop God from loving us. No. We still enjoy God's love. God will come, come to rescue us at the nick of time. Every time, at the nick of time. But do you want to always live at the nick of time? At the edge of the blade, so to speak. That is the grace of God. That is the love of God. That is not an overcoming lifestyle. But you and I are meant to be overcomer. In fact, Jesus, in fact Paul said in, chapter, in Romans chapter 8, you are more than overcomer. You go extra. You go excess then overcoming. That's who we are. Refuse to be held ransom by the accuser, the enemy of our life. The enemy can come even though we are free from all this, he will hold us at ransom. Nah. You want to, you want, you want to love Jesus more? I tell you, you're going to suffer. Oh? You're, going to, you're going to lose this. Oh? You're going to lose a bit of faith. Oh? Ayoh, my faith is more important. Now you see? So he can hold us as ransom. Do you understand what I'm saying? For what is important in our life, the enemy can come and attack and drop those, that, 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 that one thing, that one of these in our life. You want to keep this? You compromise on Jesus. You want to keep this? You compromise on, on, on the worship of Jesus. He holds us at ransom sometimes. Today, you tell the devil, the devil, I am an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. You cannot hold me at ransom. Many families, you know, when, when, when the children are sick, they say, oh, so sick. Somebody make a suggestion. Wow, so sick. Ah. You also cannot, cannot this also try that. Also can, cannot. He said that you go to ask, ask Jesus to, to heal also cannot. So why don't you try this, this one? Ah? Very powerful. You know, the house next to somewhere. You go there, you bring a couple of chicken. You want it to be faster, you bring a, you, you, uh, you bring a gumbing, you bring a, you bring a goat. You want it instantaneous, uh, there's a three-tier three of, uh, you know, of offer. You bring a buffalo. It will work amazingly in favor of your son, of your child. If our sons, our, our, our children, of course they are important, 
These are difficult decisions. I'm not saying that. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm not passing judgment. If that, that be the case, then we say that, okay, lah. I think God, you understand. Lah. Huh? This Sunday, I don't go, I don't go to church. I've got, got, got to get a buffalo. I compromise. Why? Because you were held ransom by the devil. You don't bow down and worship me. I take the life of your son. Hey, Jesus is the overcomer. He has overcome. We need to come into, enter into the, the overcoming of, of Jesus and say to the devil, I will not be held ransom by you because my son will live by the power of God, not by your cunning enticement and scheming, you know, uh, forgery, fake healing, I will not yield to you. I will not be held ransom. Many of those in the scriptures, they refuse to be held ransom. The three friends of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they love not their life when it comes to, it comes to decision time and it say to Nebuchadnezzar, the evil king who were trying, who were trying to execute them, throw them into the furnace of fire, and said, I will not be held ransom by you, my God who is able to save me. Scripture tells us all kinds of examples during the time of Jesus. Jairus, you know, the, uh, the, the ruler of, of the synagogue, asking Jesus to come and heal his daughter. Jesus was delayed. He died. Jairus nonetheless never gave up. And Jesus raised the daughter to life. There were just countless testimony. Let us add our own testimony to those lists of testimony. We will not be held ransom. Let us pray. My dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, today we come to the Lord. We want to acknowledge that Jesus has won the victory. He wears the victor crown and we can enter into his overcoming. Life is not going to get any easier. If we just live passively in the presence of God, Jesus has won the victory. It is for our taking. It is for us to appropriate. You and I need to make the choice and say to the devil, to the accuser of our soul, I will not be held ransom by you because your basis of accusation against me is wholly dismantled. It's wholly dismantled. Jesus is fighting for us. He's interceding for us. He stands before us against the accuser. He alone has won the victory and we need only to enter into that victory.